Hello and welcome to the Invest in Me podcast series. When you realize your greatest investment is yourself. My name is Marlo and I am your hostess. This is part two of the Invest in Relationships podcast. And part two is about investing in your marriage or your relationship with your significant other. I will also talk about things to work through before getting married. So this can be a tough topic. There are many varying opinions on what makes a successful marriage or relationship. And this relationship, a marriage, can bring you to and through every emotion that there is. And I was reading recently that in 2022, 50% of marriages ended in divorce. And yet in the 1960s, when my parents married, it was at 25% of marriages, Will. And according to the study with the National Center for Biotechnology, on their research, they found that the highest percentage of reason was because of a lack of commitment. And the second highest was infidelity. And I can actually see that. You know, my divorce was almost 12 years ago. And I can say that we had, there were a couple reasons, and neither of them were the previous. But one thing I have noticed just by watching and listening to people is there is a lack of commitment and definitely infidelity as well. You know, you have social media, cell phones, and texting, and so forth that makes it easy to do that. I've even had men message me before, even though it clearly says that I'm married on my um, my profile. I was reading a book recently called Slipstream Time Hacking by Benjamin Hardy, and he talks about that the distance one person takes in a journey of life or in their journey of life may be so much more than what another person does that is the same age, maybe the same type of upbringing and so forth. But, and you wonder why that is, but his theory is that they are setting goals, more goals, and they're accomplishing them in less time. So, therefore, they're accomplishing more and traveling a longer distance in life's journey than the other person is. And another cool thing that he said is change happens the instant that you decide that there needs to be a change. So you might be asking yourself, well, why is that significant to what she's talking about? But, you know, we're only here for a period of time. We never know when our time is going to be up or when our earthly journey will come to an end. So we want to accomplish as much as we possibly can in this lifetime. So it's important that we do invest in our relationships while we are here. Because we don't want to come to the end of our life's journey and regret not creating good relationships. So 
I was thinking, here are some things. I'm going to tell you some things. I made a list of things that you should consider talking about if you are thinking about getting married. And you should have an open conversation about any type of hot, we'll call them hot topics, before you get married. You don't want to already be married and then all of a sudden some things come up. So these were just a few that came to my mind. You'll want to discuss who will take the responsibility of paying the bills and working on your household budget. Will you have joint checking accounts or separate? And if they are separate, who will be paying what bills? You will definitely want to talk about your current debt, your credit, your financial expectations. You'll want to discuss your future dreams and your plans. And this one, I feel, is important to do often in your marriage, every so many years, because your, your dreams can change. So where do you see yourself in the future? And how do you see your family in the future? Would you be willing to move? And what's on your bucket list? Discuss religion. What type of church do you go to? What are your beliefs? Where does God fit into your life? Discuss your strong points, your strong beliefs and that you stand firm on. How do you want to celebrate the holidays? You know, it's a funny thing that when you're dating, you may celebrate the holidays a certain way, but after you're married, it could very well be different. And most definitely when you have children, it will be different. So you'll want to discuss that kind of ahead of time. Discuss if you want to have children, and if you do, how many do you want? You'll need to talk about different things about children, like will you bottle feed or breastfeed? Will you put them in daycare or be a stay-at-home parent? How about public schools versus private schools versus homeschooling? And I will say this, you, you change constantly and your life changes constantly. And so what you talk about now may be different later on down the road. So don't be surprised by that. So that's why it's important to have these topics discussed from time to time. Okay, discuss childhood traumas. You'll never know when there's something that comes up from the past that you weren't even aware of. Discuss your partner expectations, if you will. This may sound odd, but what's your dream home? How do you see your home? What does it look like? Where is it? Are you a family that owns a farm with animals? Do you like animals? Or do you prefer the city life? Those are important things to talk about. How about your political views? Any topic that you, or any belief, anything that you feel very strongly about or feel like 
I saw this happen to a friend or whatever that you feel like you should discuss, take the time to discuss it. Sometimes doing a prenup is necessary. Now, the things that I just talked about, I don't want it to scare you off from marriage, but marriage is supposed to be a lifelong commitment. And the more that you know and understand about one another, the better it is. Don't go into it lightly. I feel like you should be committed to trying your very hardest to make it work because it is supposed to be a lifelong commitment. But one thing that I noticed recently is that women are more independent and self-sufficient than I've ever seen before, at least in my lifetime. And it seems nowadays, you know, marriage is a choice that you make and commitment is a choice. So you are making that choice to be in that relationship and be committed to that person and there seems to be like a shift in power if you will now that women are more independent so again it's really important that you take the time to discuss your belief system and how you want to see your marriage and your relationship in the future I'm not saying that I hold any keys to the success of a relationship, but I'm just going to share, or I have been sharing, what I've experienced, what I've learned, what I've read and heard throughout the years, and what I've seen. Every relationship is different, every person is different, and we all have our our different expectations. So, um, now my first marriage lasted 22 and a half years. And my current marriage, we will be married 12 years this month. I'm sorry, 11 years this month. <laughs> Got it wrong. <laughs> um, but seriously, you know, divorce is hard. It is very, very painful. You know, take a relationship that's lasted a long time, like mine that did 22 and a half years, you know, we were growing up and growing and being a part of a family for that many years. And then all of a sudden you aren't, you know, and it's hard to know what to do. How do you navigate through those, you know, or navigate with those that weren't, were your family, you know, family gatherings, of course, are going to be different. And if you have children involved, they almost always feel like they have to choose a side, even though they don't have to, but they feel like they have to. You know, your children, they're going to go through a lot of changes. It's, it's a major life change on them as well. I took a counseling class when I went through my divorce, and I remember they explained it that... A divorce is compared to a death. There's a lot of emotional trauma. And it is, if you think about it. I mean, it's a death of a relationship, of the dreams and the hopes that you once had. You know, when you married that person and had a family together, you had a vision for what you wanted your family to be. 
So it is like a death. And even still, once you get through the divorce and you've come through to the other side and you start to date, the dating scene is definitely different than it was when you were younger and before you had children. You know, most people that is going to be your age that you're looking at to date could potentially have baggage. I mean, you have baggage, I have baggage, you know. There are exes and children from the previous marriage and financial issues and child support, lots of debt. So there's a lot to consider, you know, when you're going through a divorce and then dating. Now, if I were to pick key things that I feel that are successful and, you know, makes a, a marriage successful. It would be respect, trust, and communication. Having respect for the other person, to me, is very important. And no matter what the age is, or no, no matter what marriage you're on, if it's your first or your fourth, showing the other person respect, to me, is extremely important. You've got to respect the fact that they are their own, their own person, you know, um, you didn't marry them to be their mom. They can schedule their own appointments, you know. Y you can take care of things, that's fine, but they can take care of things. Respect one another. You know, it's a team effort. It's, you want to be a team. You don't want to be like a mom figure to your husband, I want to share a little example here. Um, when my husband and I got together, my second husband and I, he was a smoker when we first got together. And he'd been smoking for years. And I hate it. <laughs> I do not like smoking. I say that, but anyway, he's, he no longer smokes. But anyway, it's very unhealthy for his body, right? We all know that. But this is how I see it. It is his body. It's not mine. If he wants to smoke and cause damage to his body by smoking, that's on him. Okay, flip that to the other side. I've put on weight. It's unhealthy for my body. Right? But this is my body, not his. And... <laughs> It's my demon that I deal with on a daily basis. So let me just say, he better not ever say anything about my weight gain. But uh, I laugh about it. But seriously, you know, I'm to respect him. He's to respect me. That's, that's how I feel that it should be. Respect one another. Another part of respecting is sharing the work, you know. I can cut grass just the same as he can do laundry. And like I said before, we're a team. You know, we married each other by choice. So I expect to be respected by him and I show him respect. The next thing that I feel is important is trust. And I have to say, I did struggle with this a little bit more on my second marriage than I did my first marriage. And this is 
why I think that is. You know, when you first get married, you never dream that anything ever will break up that marriage. And you have all of these childish, false dreams, childhood dreams about what a marriage and what your relationship is supposed to be like. So when divorce happens, no matter what the reason is, you know, that, that barrier is broken. That trust is broken. And so it's very hard to fully trust someone again once it is broken. It is possible, though. But you have to live with that confidence that you can trust that other person and that they will be faithful. It's something that you do have to work on. But if you're constantly questioning your spouse or monitoring everything about them, where they're going, who they're talking to, what they are doing, that can cause a lot of friction and cause a lot of problems in your marriage. But that confidence, it's got to lie within yourself and in the knowledge that you're worth being faithful to. How I trained myself with the issue of trust is this. You know, I'm a good person. I am good to him. I am good to his daughter. I work hard and I help provide. I help take care of things. And I feel like I'm a good catch. So if he messes up by being unfaithful, then did he really deserve having me in the first place? So that may sound odd, but that's just how I had to train my mind. All right, the next thing is communication. And just as I talked about earlier, talking about things is definitely a key thing to do. And this one was probably and is probably one of the harder things for me. Yet it is something that I feel very, very, you know, I feel very strongly about. But let me share a scenario with you. I'm a person that wants to avoid conflict. So I keep it all in and then it builds up and it builds up until something sparks it and then I let it all fly. <laughs> and when I say all, I mean all. And something that happened 10 years ago, I may bring up in an argument. So turn off the television, turn off your cell phones and respect one another and sit down and talk through it. Will it be hard? Yes, of course it will be hard, but it could save from a lot of arguments. It could save you from a big fight of saying something that you totally will regret later. So that is all that I have for you this week. I truly hope that you got something out of it, and I hope you will be here with me next week. We're going to discuss part three, which is investing in your relationship with your family. And I hope that you have a great week and I'll see you next week. Bye.